Just a quick heads up, this show contains sensitive and graphic material that might not be for everyone. If you don't enjoy in-depth true crime, humor about true crime, and drinking, please don't continue. We want to be respectful of the victims in these crimes, but as for the criminals, we just don't give a shit. Welcome to Crimes and Cocktails, a podcast where we explore true crime while drinking a customized cocktail, created by Tabitha and Katie. Hello. 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 <laughs> hey guys, I'm Tabitha. I'm Katie. Welcome back to Crimes and Cocktails. Um... Uh, we went MIA. <laughs> Dude, I was thinking about today, and I don't think we had a single episode in July. I don't know. Um, you know, but we're back. We're back. <laughs> yeah, so. No, it was um, it was much needed. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to come back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> I mean, you don't have to do this. <laughs> no, I know. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> it felt weird when I was <laughs> working on this episode. I was like, what do I do again? um but uh i have watched yeah. so much true crime though <laughs> this last month and i feel like i've just retained a lot of knowledge you know that yeah got a lifetime of knowledge building it up yeah <laughs> yes. building up a lifetime of knowledge so you, you were preparing for future episodes so speaking of something yeah. that i have been going nuts into uh did you listen to the podcast dirty john yeah i have okay um, you need to watch the show I know you told me that, and I should, but... You really yeah, the, should. Like, the, tonight. Like, you know what? Let's just stop recording. Turn sorry. On Netflix. Sorry, folks. We'll see you in September. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually did it the reverse way, because my friend told me to watch the second season of Dairy John, the Betty... I can't remember her last name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she murders her husband in the 80s. And Ooh. so I started watching that, and it's really good. Like, really, really good. Like, literally, stop listening to us and <laughs> netflix <laughs> and just watch it the season season two is amazing but then after i finished it i needed more of something and so i started watching season one and i finished that in two days oh, um i know season one has like the mom from the first season of american horror story in it right uh, the bread-headed the lady possibly it's been a long time since i've seen the first season of american horror story okay I can't remember. I'll I know I've out. seen her in something. I think she's in that that Nashville show. Okay, it's the same lady then. with Hayden Penetter, whatever her last name was. Yeah, um, yeah. But it was really good. It's really intriguing. It's not, you know, it was it was freaky. And then I was looking at the timeline because I was like, when did this happen? And it was 2016 in Orange County. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh my gosh, it's not that long ago. And then I started listening to the podcast after. Because I needed more. I needed to know more about this crazy thing that I'm not going to spoil for you guys. And all I want to say is that the dramatization is super accurate. Oh, good. Good. The podcast is so freaky. Yeah, the podcast is so good. And there are so many parts in the TV series Mm -hmm. where it's 
almost word for word what the people are saying. Oh, okay. And they even did a really good job, I think, with um, picking the actors. Because mm-hmm. while I'm listening to the girls, uh, real the real girls, you know, in the story on the podcast, their voices sound like the actors' voices. Oh. And even the mom, she, like, really talks the same way and like presents herself the same way so i was like dang they did a good job fun fact um my um he went to the guy and john he went to the same high school as my aunt i was gonna ask you because i listened they didn't have that on the tv show but on the podcast they said yeah. oh, we went to saratoga high prospect high school or prospect yeah. high school yeah in saratoga and mm-hmm. i was like i bet you Katie's family knows someone <laughs> yeah i think uh I think that's the or same someone. high school my mom went to too but they he was older than them um but my aunt did tell me when i listened to the podcast that her uh cousin so my cousin um cat was in the same grade as him and um i think he dated her friend or something like that but i was like uh that's creepy that's <laughs> so crazy creepy. yeah, yeah. we we'll are in it for you guys but yeah. go listen to the podcast called dirty john and then watch the show on Netflix, Dirty John. And I think they're going to keep doing, like, every season be a different story. Oh, okay. Which I like that. Because the first season is actually about the Dirty John. And then the sex season, I mean, the sex season. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> the next season. <laughs> is it a sexy show? Uh, yeah. A little bit, but... Yeah. But it's about, um, what is her name? Now I got to look it up because I'm, <laughs> oh, Betty Broderick. Okay. So did she, she de- killed her husband in the 80s. Did and he uh, deserve it? He did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is my opinion. <laughs> I always feel terrible saying that because I'm I mean, like... I don't think anyone, okay, let me clarify, guys. I don't think anyone deserves to get murdered, just saying, but. Mm, I can think of a few. Yeah. <laughs> But is it the worst thing to happen then? Maybe not. I don't know. Like, for example, the guy that we're going to be talking about today. Oh, yeah. No. So we're going to be talking about Robert Fisher. Um, Robert nice Fisher. segue, right? Yeah. No, that was good. Uh, speaking of people who deserve death, um, Robert Fisher, um, he's a family annihilator from Arizona, um, and he's still wanted. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, so if he is still alive, he shouldn't be. Um, yeah, so <laughs> yeah. look him up. He's got crazy eyes. <laughs> he does. He does. Um, <laughs> so our drink for tonight, um, you know, because he's still wanted, is called Fisher's Flight. Um, two ounces of mezcal, half an ounce of lime juice. Um, you know, I got to muddle something. So <laughs> muddle Luxardo cherries. And then um, shake that all up with some ice, strain it. Um, sprinkle in a little bit of cayenne and then top it off with some blood orange juice. And it's uh, delicious. A little spicy. I'm not going to lie. I put a little bit too much cayenne pepper in mine. <laughs> Fill it in your throat. So um, if you guys hear me have a little tickle in my throat, that is, uh, that would that's be me. Why. Yep. And speaking of alcohol, because we need something to wash this down with and yeah, uh, we owe our latest patron, well, <laughs> technically not our latest patron so yeah. because we're so behind in the month uh-huh. of july we actually got two new patrons this month um but i don't think i can handle five shots of alcohol <laughs> in this episode. Yo, i'm gonna be real it's a tuesday 
<laughs> I don't think I can handle five shots and go to work tomorrow. I'm too old yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to break it up. Yeah. So, Rachel, you will get your shots next episode. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. let's give a special thank you to our new patron, Bennett. Thank you so much. We owe you three shots. <laughs> I'm going to take two right now because I'm feeling good. <laughs> Damn. Let's just get it going. <laughs> get it going. So yeah. I'm, I'm just taking the mezcal straight up. Yeah. Cheers. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I know. Cheers to the microphone. Whew. I'm not going to lie. Uh, mezcal is super smooth. Yes. Whew. Thank you so much for joining our drinking crew. I hope you're taking shots with us. And yeah, we'll save those extra shots. Well, Kay's going to save her extra shots for later on. I'll yes. have to remind her. <laughs> yes. I'll and Bennett, me. you can expect your welcome package in the mail soon. If you want to become a patron, you can sign up at patreon.com slash crimes and cocktails. Uh, we have extra episodes for our patron members, some goodies that we like to send out, sticker every quarter, and pretty soon we'll have some keychains on the way. I'm just waiting for them to be dropped in my mail and lots of good stuff and we're gonna start adding a little bit more i think to our patron in the next couple months too so be sure to sign up yes. patreon.com slash crimes and cocktails and if you're not following us on instagram already follow us at crimes and cocktails also our twitter crimes.cocktails and if you just want to tell me about your day email it to crimes.cocktails at gmail.com <laughs> or better yet tell us about your day alongside a five-star review on <laughs> you know yes so, yes and um, if you leave us a five-star well if you leave us anything more than a one-star <laughs> i was gonna say if you leave us a review but i'm like you need to give us at least two or three stars um and you screenshot it and you send it to us i will send you a sticker a crimes of cocktail sticker so yes incentive because who doesn't want a new sticker for their water bottle that says crimes and cocktails that you can proudly show off at work <laughs> yeah obviously and then your coworkers should be obviously. like wow that looks cool and you're like yeah and then you introduce wow, us what is a crime and cocktail <laughs> i know wow that sounds so interesting let's go Tell out sometime <laughs> let's go out sometime so it's honestly good for your love life so you probably yes. should do it yes <laughs> at least two stars guys <laughs> at least two stars so. not asking for much yeah. we're getting desperate before we're all five stars please now we're like if you give us two we're good three and a half come on <laughs> all right let's go ahead and get on started yes. here with robert fisher yes uh robert william fisher he was born oh in, what was also that? full disclosure guys <laughs> I don't know shit about Robert Fisher. So. I, I do, though. So we're Katie does. So normally we both equally share responsibility in researching yes. for these episodes, and we're both well prepared. Um, I've been, you know, like I said, it's been really crazy for me, and uh, Katie took did a solid, she did a solid, and she did all the research for this episode. So I'm going to be reading part of it to give her a break so she's not having to read the whole thing. Yes. But if I act surprised mid-sentence, you know why. <laughs> so it's gonna let's be find out about Robert Fisher together. Yes, Tabitha, will be learning along with you. 
<laughs> yes. Robert William Fisher. Um, he was born April 13th, 1961 in Brooklyn, New York. That's my dad's birthday. Oh, um, well, I don't birthday know what I'm saying all oh, because <laughs> I, think he, I think he should claim a different birthday. <laughs> well, he's 62. So, yeah, there you go. so um, his parents were William and Jan. Um, but when he was in high school, the family, including his two sisters, he was actually a middle child, uh, moved to Tucson, Arizona. And um, his home life was pretty normal. He had like a, you know, you know, fairly normal childhood up until he turned 15. Um, when his parents started to go through a divorce. So his friends said the divorce was... I'm sorry, that is a normal childhood. <laughs> no, it is. It is. Um, I think I was already on like three divorces by the time. <laughs> this is America. Come on. Um, so Land of the free, home of the divorce. This, yeah, no. When I'm like going to say, I'm just kind of like rolled my eyes when I was writing it. Um, <laughs> I don't but, believe any of this BS. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, because, you know, they're like, oh, he was just upset his entire life because of this divorce i'm like i don't think so i okay i will i will say that divorce it It sucks yeah it does suck and it is traumatic and i think it depends on the situation like you said your parents divorced um you were pretty young but like if my parents divorced in high school i think it would be pretty it'd be pretty traumatic for me yeah Um, i mean just because we'll get real here I so my parents divorced when I was young and then I had a stepdad that uh, my mom and him went through a divorce when I was like I don't know nine eight nine and then another stepdad who they went through a divorce when I was in high school so um I got all ages <laughs> Under, yeah. I got that on lock and well, like, yeah. so how long this one gonna last yeah so yeah. I think it, it, it depends, and sometimes how I think parents handle a divorce also yes. is... Yeah, um, when they bring their children into it, like, that's mm-hmm. just so, like, that's just traumatizing and just awful and should never happen, and yeah. I don't know if that was the case with Robert, and if that was, then, like, okay, I feel bad for him, but not bad enough that I'm like, mm, yeah. Not you, that you, you should become, on. like, a d- yeah. killer or something, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, there's no reason for that, so... um Anyway, his friends said the divorce was, you know, upsetting for him. Um, And then his mother said that she was a yes, sir kind of wife, which meant that, like, everything her husband told her to do, she did without argument. He would be, like, a jerk to her, and she would just kind of let it slide. Um, But then she finally got... Yeah. (laughs) And so... (laughs) Where I find me one of those. No. (laughs) But she was finally tired I need a yes, ma'am husband. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. I kind of have one. Sorry, Taylor. Um, (laughs) What do you mean? He is one. (laughs) Just kidding. No, he tells me no. When he does, I'm like, (laughs) wow, okay. Um, Wow. Divorce. (laughs) We're not even married yet. Divorce. Don't mean you can't start threatening now. (laughs) Never too early. Never too early. No. (laughs) So fucked up. Anyway. Um, So uh yeah so you know she got tired of it as one does and was like we're getting a divorce um because she had i'm sure like her husband was used to being in control he didn't take it well and so the home life um was pretty bad and then when the divorce was finalized robert blamed his mother um and he said like she's the one who left the family and he actually talked about it well into his adulthood like he would talk to his co-workers about it his friends about it bringing it up and be like my parents got divorced and 
if she, they if my mom hadn't left my life would be better and blah 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 so anyway um but yeah nothing too ordinary like happened like we hear about these killers who are like okay they were like beat as a child and you know whatever and that didn't happen to robert um and then he grew up going on hunting and fishing trips and you know like lots of outdoor activities with his father who he lived with after the divorce so it seemed like he had a pretty you know for the most part a pretty good childhood with involved parents um hmm. yeah so let's see what katie's got here <laughs> <laughs> as an adult robert joined the navy uh, as most of these guys do, I feel like. Not just the Navy, but I just feel like... Military. It's around that time frame, too. I mean... Yeah, yeah. You know, he's born in 61. So, I mean, I feel like this is around the time where that's what most men did was join yeah, the military. So yeah. He attempted to become a SEAL, but failed the test, which caused him to become angry and withdrawn. And longtime friends said that after this, he stopped going out with them, stopped socializing became a loner after getting out of the navy robert became a firefighter but sustained a very bad back injury that required surgery so he had to retire from that so instead he turned to the medical field where he worked at is this mayo i don't know if it's mayo or mayo honestly it's probably mayo <laughs> the mayonnaise clinic <laughs> yeah the mayo clinic in scottsdale arizona this is mayo. sad to me because like obviously he's on this podcast because he killed people um but he went through three jobs that people consider like heroes and then yeah. did this like you know he was in the military and then he was a firefighter and then he was a nurse and he was still Crazy. Run to the core. Yes. In 1987, he and Mary Cooper married. She had been one of his sister's friends. People close to her said that she was a very kind and loving person. She was a great mom. She was a dedicated Christian. I just, <laughs> I don't, I'm not doubting those things, but I was watching, I don't know what show it was, you know, one of the very many true crime shows. I think it was like Unusual Suspect or something like that. And snapped. they talk about, no, yes, yeah, <laughs> but they talk about the, well, they never talk about victims in Snapped like this, but they always are like, oh, Mary was so kind and just, she was like a, they'd be talking about, I don't know, anyone. And they just oh, like go yeah. on about no, that. No, everybody's was, a saint when they die. I'm like, I'm sure she had her problems. <laughs> so. I saw this meme once where it was like, I just one day just want to watch like something where they're just like, she was kind of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I think it's because it's like, oh, don't speak ill of the dead. But I'm like, you know, sometimes the dead suck. And I'm not saying that sometimes, about Mary, but I'm just saying. It doesn't like, mean they never get murdered. But yeah. sometimes they're just kind of bitchy. Yeah. Not Mary Cooper, though. We don't know. Any, I don't know anything about her. I'm learning this right now. So <laughs> <laughs> she was a dedicated Christian as far as I know. From the outside, their family was picture perfect. They had a daughter named Brittany, who was the oldest. And then they had a second child named Bobby. Bobby! The entire family was super involved in the church, and everyone thought that they were really happy, but we don't do happy uh, families on this podcast, so... Look at my happy family. I was just about to say that. <laughs> Look at my happy family. <laughs> no. oh, um, if you really just want to get on our level and become Katie and my best friend, <laughs> dedicate 
an afternoon and yes i mean your whole afternoon yes. do it in one sitting to yes. the 10th kingdom and if you know what the 10th kingdom is and i think you're really cool <laughs> yes and i'll give you five stars review <laughs> i'll give you five stars oh yes. uh, so good um but yeah so in private the fisher family um was actually pretty much like robert like robert's family growing up um he was really distant with his children. He was very controlling of his wife. Um, she had to ask him permission for everything, apparently. Like, she um, would have to ask if she could hang things on the walls, and then he would be like, no, take that down. I don't like that. Everything had to go be run by him first. Um, he would accuse her of affairs. Like, if she spent too much time at church, he would be like, you're sleeping with the pastor, aren't you? She's just like a crazy guy. Um, oh yeah. And so um, the neighbor said that he was pretty hard to get along with. They would like, you know, try to socialize with him. And he would just stare at them for a long time afterward before responding. And they said it looked like he was just like analyzing everything they were saying to see if it was like some slight against him before he would reply. Um, then uh, this documentary I watched, which is actually where a lot of this information came from, um, had some family videos that were taken by Mary, and um, I'm going to talk about a couple of them that were kind of creepy. Um, so one... It's always weird when we have footage like this. It, yeah. it reminds me of like the Chris Watts... Um, yeah, documentary. And Shanann Watts documentary. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just seeing like all the footage, like... It's something eerie, and mm -hmm. it's something that, you know, our generation from here on out is always going to have yeah. uh, whereas like our grandparents may not have had footage maybe they just had photographs yeah but it's, now like we see mannerisms and everything it's it's weird it's so much more heartbreaking to see it mm -hmm. on the footage but then it's also a lot creepier to see him on the footage than it is just to see a photo of him um, so one that I was watching shows Robert telling Mary to turn the camera off. Um, and then she's like, no, I want to get, you know, some film. It's Bobby's first Thanksgiving. And he was holding Bobby in his arms and he was upset she didn't turn off the camera. So he like pulls the baby up roughly by his arms and like pulls him up towards him. And then Mary's like, did that hurt him? And then he just doesn't respond. Um, and Gosh. then, yeah, and then he tells Brittany to like turn around and show off her dress for the camera. And then he again tells Mary to turn off the camera. Um, she doesn't immediately do it. So he picks up a nearby medicine bottle and threatens to throw it at her. Um, <laughs> and then she was just like, that's medication. Don't throw that. I don't want that on the ground. And then like, you know, she turns off the camera. Um, so well, it felt that in the photo album, right? Oh, it felt really eerie. It was like it was pretty early on in their marriage, and it was like he was acting that way while the camera was rolling. Um, so I'm sure it was probably worse when it was off. Um, and then in another video, Robert is with his kids, and in it, he's having um, Brittany, who looks like she's about five at this time, march back and forth with this big toy rifle, and he's having her chant with him, "Better dead than red. Let's go get the commies," which was just like. <laughs> Dude, you're what century? Well, I guess this is, yeah, that's actually about the right time. Frame. I was just like, your kids are like five. Yeah, I think Bobby was born the same year I was, actually, um, 91. Bobby. So, um, and then Brittany was a little bit older. So, and that's, you know, something else I was kind of thinking of because, um, when you watch like the Chris Watts, uh, all the Facebook footage, stuff, yeah, there definitely are times where you can clearly tell he is like, he's annoyed, annoyed, yeah, but he never 
does anything like that from the camera and i feel like that also just to show the difference in 20 30 years is that yeah now when you record something it goes out to the universe immediately oh yeah whereas in the early 90s it's on this big camera you know and like nobody's gonna see this except for family yeah yeah Yeah. we're just gonna be the ones who see this but now like you know everything okay if it's filmed it's gonna get out there and especially with shannon she was like a social media influencer type person so i'm sure chris watts knew everything that was on film was gonna make it to her facebook eventually so there's literally like 10 more people popped up on my news feed yeah and uh the same patches that uh shannon was doing oh god (laughs) oh gosh but yeah um let's go get the comments (laughs) just like oh my god the five-year-old oh and then he points the he takes the rifle the toy rifle um from his daughter afterward and then points it at the camera at mary um which i mean i wouldn't read too too much into that because you know it's a toy gun whatever but um that's just kind of one of those things that we read into later yeah like like at the time if i saw that i'd be like weird that he's having his kid do that but then pointing the gun i'd be like oh whatever but um yeah knowing now i was just like oh creepy (laughs) creepy (laughs) yeah foreshadowing no yeah. I um i actually don't know how they die so <laughs> oh, true we're gonna find out true, you don't so like we said but i i'm guessing i i feel like i'm guessing it's gonna be with a gun just because of this next sentence we'll robert see. was really into hunting so <laughs> yeah. uh like we said earlier or katie wrote earlier <laughs> robert was really into hunting at first it was for the sport and then his friend said that he seemed to start enjoying just killing and many of them wouldn't go hunting with him anymore because one time on a trip uh, they killed an elk and while they were gutting it robert began smearing the blood all over his body and face yeah yeah he got like vampire of sacramento with it (laughs) (laughs) unless he's like i don't know doing some weird spiritual Thing. the blood of christ i don't know i, I am the elk and the elk is me oh, <laughs> i don't know yeah. in 1998 mary and robert started to go to couples counseling to deal with robert's behavior she's like that's it no more bloody face masks <laughs> uh at one point mary left him but the two eventually reconciled when robert promised to do better and recommit himself to their marriage and to church but in the year 2000, Robert had an affair with a masseuse and got an STD, which he tried to hide from Mary. What kind of massage parlor was he going to? I, yeah. No, I saw some, like, information that said he got it from a masseuse. He got it from a prostitute. So I'm like, I'm just guessing it was like a half and half situation. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And then in the documentary, I was, like, kind of annoyed because a few times, like, his sister's on the documentary. They never give her name um she's like left anonymous but it just says robert's sister um but uh she kind of defends him throughout some parts of the documentary which annoyed me and in this part she was all yeah so robert fell prey because you know he's a man and i was all um (laughs) because he's a man excuse me like if she was like he knew what he was doing and even if this masseuse was like just a masseuse and not a prostitute or you know whatever like it's just don't i don't know whatever <laughs> it's like, you want the right. full massage <laughs> yeah no 
uh, because he's a man. You yeah. know men. Yeah, you know <laughs> oh, men. They just don't know how to keep their dick in their pants. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm like, all right. Well, yeah, no. now he's got an STD. So after this, Rob, after his uh, STD that he tries to hide from Mary and everything, Robert begins to withdraw from the church again. Wonder why? <laughs> uh, he goes back to being jealous and controlling of Mary. He withdrew from his children's lives for the most part. He did confide to their pastor that he had an affair, and his pastor urged him to tell Mary. When he did, she obviously did not take it well, and Mary started talking to friends about wanting a divorce and leaving Robert. Because of his past issues revolving around divorce from his own child, it goes without saying that he did not take this well. Yeah. I feel for her because I'm sure that, especially if she is a devout Christian, she's probably thinking like, you know, I made a commitment to this marriage. I need to stay in this marriage, even though she knows this guy is a terrible guy. But then he breaks the vow. And, you know, in Christianity, there's, you can't, Mm -hmm. it's not that you can't divorce your spouse. Like, that's not a rule, like in, in Christianity. It's just that they want you to you know try to do other things before jumping to that because I, I do feel that especially in today's society we do kind of just jump the gun to divorce like yeah yeah without over, working it out yeah exactly. and trying like, there um, are couples that I know that I just feel like they get upset over one thing they're like divorce and then it's I don't know they're all over the place but yeah instead of working there are many real reasons to divorce and She had a handful of them, I feel like, before this. Yeah. But I feel like she was probably in her mind thinking, like, okay, maybe we can work this out. I mean, she's trying to do couples counseling and everything. So I I feel for her. Like, she's... Yeah. I think the last straw was just that he, you know, had an affair and then got an STD. And um, also, like, when he went back to being controlling of her, like, accusing her of sleeping with their pastor, and then she finds out that he had an affair. It's just, like... I feel right, like dude. when people are obsessed with their significant other and like concerned that they're cheating on them, it's yeah. like they're cheating. Yep. I feel or like they're thinking about is. cheating or they yeah. want to cheat, but they're like, they project it at their significant other. Yeah. 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 Um, so on April 10th, 2001 at 8.45 a.m., an explosion rocked the family's Scottsdale neighborhood. Um, calls started pouring in from neighbors and then people even blocks over to report the fire. Um, one neighbor is heard on the uh, 911 phone call I listened to frantically um, telling the operator that he thinks the family's inside the house. Um, and then he says, like, they have to be dead if they're still in there. Um, so the first firefighters that get to the scene, um, as soon as they got out of the truck, they said that they knew people were inside and that those people were dead um, because they could smell burning bodies. Uh, after the fire was put out, a police detective was called and, um, you know, we walked in and he's just like, okay, this doesn't look right. Um, the firefighters told him that an accelerant was used and a pipe had been broken off on the furnace to let gas out. And then when they did find the bodies in the house, the kids and Mary were all found in bed, um, asleep or, you know, they were in bed as if they had been asleep. Um, huh. Are they all in the same bed? or No, the kids their... The kids were each in their rooms in bed, and Mary was in okay. her bed. And then, um, you know, they said, you know, if they had been alive when that fire started, even before the explosion hit, they would probably have been on the floor or something, like, trying to get out. Um, yeah. But it didn't show that. So, um, so I mean, I, mean um, I am kind of a heavy sleeper. 
Yeah. But there's been times where I've woken up from something. And even my roommate, one time I was working on an art piece in the living room. And the smell of the spray, like, woke her up. Like, she woke up and was, like, came out to see what it was. So I know that we're pretty – your body, like – Kind of knows to wake up from stuff like that. And especially if it's a loud explosion that neighbors can hear, like, blocks over. Yeah, well, the... That doesn't make any sense. The explosion, they would have been dead immediately. So they were saying, like, the fire started and then the explosion happened. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was, like, a a bomb or something. No. um, You'll see. (laughs) So, um, yes. So, you know, they walk through and then they... um, when they get to the remains, they see that the kids' throats have been slashed. What um, the fuck? Yeah, almost to the point of being decapitated. Um, Mary's throat has also been slashed, and then there's a bullet in her head. Oh, my gosh. So they think that she had been slashed first and then um, been shot, and so a pretty angry. He, like, made sure they were for sure dead. <sighs> yes. Jeez. And so, um, you know, Brittany and Bobby were only t- 12 and 10 at this time, by the way. Um, and then the firefighters found a candle in the high, in the hallway near the accelerant and the broken pipe. So what they thought happened is that Robert set the fire in the house and then set the candle in the hallway. Um, and when it burned down, it triggered the explosion from the accelerant and then the gas. And so it took several hours for it to actually explode. Um, and in that time, he was able to make his getaway um, b- before they were called to the scene. So um, when police start questioning neighbors, they um, several neighbors said that they heard Robert and Mary fighting around t- 10 p.m. the night before the fire and explosion. Um, and then they are, you know, looking f- you know, around for evidence and they uncover footage from an ATM that's less than a mile away. Um, and in it, Robert, he's getting $280 out and it's 10.42 p.m. So it's only, you know, 42 minutes after that fight. Um, and $80? Yeah. <laughs> and um, he has the family dog with him, by the way. So um, $280 Traitor. was... Traitor. No, I, <laughs> I know. So the, just kidding. That dog doesn't know any better. Yes. Um, so the $280 was the ATM max. So that's all he was oh, okay. able to get out. Um, they said he had a lot of money in the bank and different assets like, and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> I could blow that like so fast. Like literally two seconds. <laughs> so, um, so they think that he didn't plan this, that it was out of anger. And then he quickly figured out what to do with the fire and the explosion and whatever to cover his tracks and get away. Um, otherwise he would have, you know, stockpiled money or something, but there was nothing pulled out before that. It was just that $280. So, um, you know, at this point they don't really know what's going on or if like Robert knows what happened. But then when they saw that footage at the ATM, they're like, okay, something's going on here. So they went to his work, um, and, uh, to see if he showed up and he you know he doesn't of course um and then they don't tell the news about the the murders but they put a call out for robert um trying to see if they can find him telling him you know your family passed you know died unfortunately whatever we just want to ask you some questions we want to see if you're okay blah 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 Hmm. he did it Jeez, he like put everything he learned like into yeah. murdering that family like between being a firefighter mm-hmm. a navy trying to be a navy seal a medic or nurse or whatever yeah hunter yep oh my gosh and like yeah. slitting a throat is so 
personal. Yeah, and he did that to his children and his wife. It's like one thing, not that, you know, when you hear about family annihilators and they their kids are sleeping in their bed and they shoot them. Yeah. You know, from yeah, but wherever, taking or through the kid, pillow or something. But taking your kid and slitting their throat to the point that they're almost decapitated <sighs> is just on a whole new level. Yeah. And they did say that when he slashed Mary's throat, it was enough to kill her. So that shot was just an, a fuck you. So um, for trying to divorce him. Good grief. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like Watts. Mm-hmm. Like it's strangling his kids. Yeah. Also like very personal. Very personal. So it didn't take long for the murders to leak through and the media and everything, as usual, goes wild and says Robert is a murder suspect. Mary's parents are crying on TV and they say that they're worried about Robert and they just want him to come home to clear his name, that they love him. But it doesn't take long for them to realize that Robert's not coming back and he's probably guilty. So Robert's family, except for his mother, are still unsure if he did it or not. Why do you say that? Did his mom yeah, think that he did it? Oh, yeah. His mother was just like, I saw... <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. His She's mother like, mm. was saying, like, I saw signs in Robert that I saw in his father, and I don't think Jeez. that he treated his wife well, and I talk, tried to talk to Mary about leaving him way before this. It's pretty bad yeah. when your mom won't even, like... Take it back. Yeah. So mother always knows. Yeah. Police set up a (laughs) police set up a tip line to track down Robert, and quite a few tips poured in from around Arizona, as they usually do. Uh, Some even claiming that he had a woman with him. Uh, Ten days after the explosion and fire, his 2000 Toyota 4Runner with the family dog inside was found in Tonto National Forest near Young, Arizona, which is an area with complex cave system that Robert was familiar with. So, the dog is in there? The dog was in the car. Was the dog dead? No, he was alive. Sorry. (laughs) I know I didn't put that. He was alive. Yeah. I gotta know. I was at uh, the grocery store the other day, mm-hmm. and I went into the grocery store, and there was this dog in a car parked outside, <gasps> and uh, <laughs> no. and all the windows were like cracked and everything like oh, that. Okay. But like then, um, yeah. But then, like when I came out of the grocery store, the dog was still there, and I was just like kind of conflicted, like what do I do? Yeah. But it was pretty cold that day. But I was, like, Googling, like, what is the temperature inside of a car if it's this temperature outside and everything. Because I was like, what do I do? What do I do? Yeah. yeah. But I think I think the dog was okay. Usually if the windows myself. are cracked, they're fine. I mean, I personally wouldn't leave my dog in the car. But, like, yeah, I'm just a better dog mom. <laughs> <laughs> I think the longest I've ever left Pepper in the car has been, like, 15 minutes. And yeah. the windows are always cracked and yeah. stuff. And people stay a mile away because he... <laughs> Like crazy, everyone that walks by. <laughs> oh, what a cute! <laughs> He's so cute, though. He's like. A I'll never panda. forget this one time. My family was on a road trip to Oregon, and we stopped at like some diner to eat. And there was this cute dog, and you could hear it whimpering from a car, like. Oh. 
and we're like, oh, how cute. And we like got really close to it to look at it. And then it just went crazy. <laughs> like barking all crazy. Like literally its eyes bulging out of its sockets. Saliva <laughs> dripping all over the place. Yeah, literally like flames in its eyes. And we're like, oh my gosh. We like ran away. Then and then we like literally my you. dad like ran into the store cause we're, like, or the diner. But as soon as we like were away, it went back to... Oh, like whimpering again and we're like what the fuck and then pulled out a glock <laughs> yeah got him <laughs> oh, my oh my gosh anyways so they found the dog that's good the dog was a uh, happy and healthy and i'm hoping and everything yes uh, we can end the story right there no just kidding <laughs> a happy ending <laughs> <coughs> a happy ending so they find the car in this complex cave area that Robert knows pretty well from hunting and everything. Uh, the police search the caves physically and with cameras, but they're unable to find any sign that he was there except for a pile of human feces <laughs> near the door of the forerunner. When you gotta go, you gotta go, man. So as of now, this is the last physical sign of Robert being alive. Yeah, I thought it was what weird that they were like, no, oh, a pile of poop was near the toilet. A pile of steaming uh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess they found out. I they wonder p- if they, like, the scientist in me, because I'm such a scientist, is like, I wonder <laughs> if they test that to know, like, when he had that bowel movement. Like, how many days had it been, maybe, since that shit was What he'd been eating. <laughs> what he'd been eating, what his diet was. The Probably. Nuts, I don't know. Probably. It's all corn nuts and soda pop. <laughs> That would be my poop on a road trip. <laughs> yeah. No. Hot Cheetos. So they think that he saved the dog because he cared about the dog more than his family and that he just didn't want the dog to die in the fire, but then he didn't want it with him because he the dog could like alert people and you know that he hmm. was sneaking around or whatever. I can relate. <clears throat> just kidding. I'd save my animals. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> So in July of 2001, and um, you know Robert's still not showing up, an arrest warrant was issued for him, and he was charged with three counts of first-degree murder and one count of arson. As of 2002, he's made the FBI's 10 most wanted list and has Gosh. remained there since. Um, to this day, tips still come in um, about him, and police believe he's either in <laughs> this long list, Canada, Mexico, Florida, New Mexico, Louisiana or in the cave system in Arizona forest where his car There's was There's no found. way he's still in the cave. I know. It's so stupid. So he is considered armed and dangerous if alive and the FBI believes, you know, that he still is alive and living under an assumed name and probably working a job where he can lay low and be paid under the table. Um but then of course on the other hand there are people and you know some police reporter whatever that think that he killed himself in Tonto National Forest um, when he realized he couldn't escape and that his body just wasn't found or was eaten by wild animals um, or was somewhere deep in the caves and you know because they never he um, I forgot to mention so the the gun that he killed his wife with he took that with him it was missing from all of his other guns that they found and but they haven't found that gun either or him so Mm-mm. they're like well maybe he killed himself and we just weren't able to find the body who knows um and then this is kind of strange so the biggest lead to date was actually in february of 2004 in canada um so the lead detective on this case was named um, john kirkham and he was like sure that they had robert this time um a tip came in that a man who looked like Robert Fisher was in this town of Canada. I think it was called White Rock. Um, he had 
similar scarring on his back where Robert had had his um, back injury and he was missing a tooth in the same place as Robert. So they called in an old neighbor of his who like lived near the area at this point named Wade. Um, and they like police brought him in and pretended to book him so that he could get a good look at the man that they thought was Robert. Um, so, you know, the arrested man was with his lawyer and then with a girlfriend. And when the, he saw the neighbor, he did like a double take and like stared at him for like a really long time. Like he recognized him. Um, the lawyer had to like pull him away when he wait, 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 hold on, hold on. The, they brought in Wade and pretended like they booked Wade. Yeah. So they like, so they had this guy that they thought was Robert. And then while they were like bringing him in for questioning, they also brought in one of Robert's old neighbors who was named uh. Wade. And then they pretended they were booking him also on like different unrelated charges so that he could get a good look at him without drawing suspicion. Right. And this guy, like when he Wade came in, did like a double take and was staring at him like he recognized Wade him. Did the double take? No, no, no. The guy who they thought was oh, Robert, Robert. Okay. did the double okay. take and was staring at him like he knew him. Um, and then the, hmm. the lawyer who was there with him had to like. Um, grab his arm and like pull him away because the guy was just staring at wade um and then the wade the neighbor um was like 100 percent convinced that the man was robert he said that he looked just like him he had the same mannerisms um that his voice sounded the same and then they even brought in jan fisher robert's mother and she also said that the man was robert her son um but they had to let him go because the fingerprints didn't match up um, and so then there's some conspiracies that think that maybe he altered his fingerprints somehow. But how do you alter fingerprints? I don't know. They were burning? saying, yeah, they were saying like burning them or using heavy chemicals or like cutting them. But then they usually le it leaves some sort of evidence that you did something and that there wasn't any evidence on this guy's fingers. So hmm. I don't know, you know, what's going on there. They let the guy go. I don't think they're watching him anymore. But you know, I, the police don't say everything, so I have no idea. But um, it was just weird because his own mother was like, that's Robert. Um, <laughs> and anyway. they really wanted to believe it was Robert, so. Yeah, so then they just they said that. But think that they see him. But. And then this was another part where I was annoyed with his sister on the documentary because she was like, when I heard about this, I was like, no way. That's not my brother. He doesn't like to travel. Why would he be in Canada? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like bitch, your brother is on the run from murdering his family. Like, he's not going to just hang out in Scottsdale for the rest of his life. <laughs> He's going to be traveling. So, yeah, he's definitely not going to be in Arizona. I mean, yeah, it is definitely possible that he died somewhere. Yeah, I kind of think you know. that's probably what happened. Oh, and also in this documentary, they brought in this psychic. So this documentary was made in 2011. Oh my gosh. And the psychic was like, I see him being found in 2013. And I'm like, all right, bitch, it's 2021. <laughs> <Where> <laughs> I want that? your license revoked. <laughs> yeah, if you have a psychic license, I don't know. Um, but... <clears throat> Sorry, I needed to take another shot. Um, Damn, okay. We're doing it. All right. <laughs> so, I don't want to have a slide Yes. <laughs> um, all right. So um, <laughs> anyway, so if anybody sees anything um, or has any inf information that could lead Look to his up. arrest, 100K reward. Okay. <laughs> <So, laughs> I, which they, I think it's um, kind of low for this guy if he's on the America's top ten since twenty. Yeah, also 20, like hundred k yeah. is just. I mean, it would it would help me out a lot. But. Oh, for sure, I'd pay off my student loans and then I'd be free. <laughs> <laughs> but, free. 
I, look, I googled uh, Robert Fisher, and the first thing that pops up is one of those things where they give him a different hairstyle. Yeah, they. they I mean, picture. They say they said that. Um, you know, this was in the documentary was made in, in 2011, but at that point they said they were still getting like three to four um, tips every single day coming in, being people being like, "We saw him here, we saw him there," um, but nothing has ever turned up or they haven't been able to find the guy that the tip was about doesn't seem like someone who would leave the country unless you know he went to canada yeah i don't know i feel like he'd stick out in mexico yeah i mean he's just like an average looking white guy which i also think if he is still out there works to his advantage because he doesn't stand out in any way like he seems to like move to like north carolina or something like that he kind of seriously he'd fit in there yeah i like how in these altered photographs though they give him like a mullet in one (laughs) and another one they make him bald and i'm just like okay got options here none of them really have like (laughs) that much facial hair and i'm like you could have grown his hair on jolly beard how accurate when they do the aging yeah. photos how those are like i remember just being a kid and you always and it's so sad i mean you know there would always be some kid missing or baby yeah missing. yeah and then they age and then them they up. would age him up like 10 12 years and i'm like i wonder if they actually look like that if they're still alive and everything yeah i don't know I don't know. I want to see comparisons of like people who have been found and then what they looked like compared to the aging up thing but yes Anyway, so my sources are um, Where is Robert Fisher, which is that documentary, um, Murderpedia, FBI.gov, Arizona Republic News, uh, or it's a newspaper, Arizona Republic, um, CNN, and Medium. Uh, medium.com, not the psychic medium. <laughs> she was, I was like, huh. She was worthless. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's still out there. Um, which is always frustrating to me when I like watch a documentary or I read about a crime and then like they're like and he's never been found and I'm like damn it I want to see some justice <laughs> I want to see somebody fry no but like I mean if he's still sucks. alive I feel like his day will come yeah I I personally don't think he's alive but yeah um yeah I mean I hope he, he gets doesn't caught. seem like uh, I don't know. I don't know that calculated of a person to not have like a trace of him anywhere yeah yeah that's what i think um but i also guess there were some people who were like oh the police didn't search for him enough when in tonto national forest so he could have got away easily because the people they sent in were used to like urban settings and not the forest and you know i don't know but um yeah arizona's crazy I almost drove into a lake. <laughs> in Arizona? <laughs> I got lost. <laughs> it was like and that no, episode of The Office. <laughs> no cell service anywhere. No cell service. I mean, like, unless you're inside a city, but then once you leave the city, there's no cell service. I mean, you know, you used to live out there. It's like, yeah. literally from city to city, it would just be dead. And we're like, well, I hope we're going in the right direction. And then we'd be trying to look at a map or something like that to figure out where we're going. We took like an exit and it was, um, the exit was a long road that turned into a ramp for a lake. I mean, I didn't actually almost drive into yeah, a lake, but yeah. we were just like, okay. So we like got out, kind of got our feet wet. And then we asked some people, they're like, hey, so we're lost. <laughs> like, oh, we- <laughs> Where do we go? <laughs> Where do we go? And they like told us and stuff. But uh, I was like, man, if you were going to go missing, it would definitely be in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. I told us a little there. 
Um, I mean, even in California, you at least have... I mean, there are definitely places you don't have service, but I feel like when you're driving on the highway, you still have service. And yeah, in Arizona, I felt like as soon as I got on the highway, there's no service. At the areas of like Arizona that he was in, um, the Tonto National Forest, which is by Young, Arizona, and Payson, Arizona, is so small and remote. Um, and I feel like people over there just kind of keep to themselves that he wouldn't be found if he was just, you know kind of keeping his head down like they said working jobs with money under the table and kind of being a shut-in he was a loner anyway so i don't know i'm always like curious how do these people like survive yeah (laughs) without like paying taxes or anything like that meanwhile i feel like i'm struggling all the time every little parking ticket finds me (laughs) yeah i mean i Fuck, like, I can't even get away from a toll. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this guy's wandering around. Like, I don't know. I think he's dead. But. Dead. Dead. <laughs> Maybe they'll find his remains soon then. Yeah. Then that could be all put to rest. Well, that is Robert Fisher, and I've never heard of him before, but fuck you, dude. Yeah. Terrible person. Yep. Yep. All oh, because his parents got divorced. I know. I was just like, no, he was just an asshole. <laughs> and I mean, I'm obviously something was wrong with him, but I doubt it was because of his parents' I mean, even with Chris Watts, like when we dove into his childhood, it wasn't like this extreme. I mean, like his dad was on drugs, um, but his, I don't know. It just wasn't this like big moment where you can see okay i can yeah, see how like, he turned into that Cause, like obviously abusive when you see people you know, like john one john wayne gacy or like Dahmer, you're like okay i can kind of see how they became who they you know ended up being or whatever but um i don't know people like this i don't see it and it's the same with like scott peterson and chris watts this guy they like they all kind of have the same kind of deal going on where i'm like you don't really have a reason to be this way so what happened that made you this way like i don't yeah. i don't know and they're not like off the off their winker like richard chase yeah no like they're not insane um i think they just have really bad tempers and um are just selfish people controlling people um insecure people and then they just go off and snap <laughs> so, and snap. yeah and they all had like their reasons i mean not good reasons but like scott peterson and chris watts is because they wanted to be with another woman and so that was the driving force there and then this guy they like said like oh maybe it was another woman but nothing like that's been proved i think his he was just like bent out of shape because his wife wanted to leave him and then he's like well if i can't have you nobody can and if you're dead and I'm gone, the kids are going to have a shit life, so I'm killing them, too. And so, I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Well. Speaking of Scott Peterson, he's getting a new trial. I know. It makes me mad. <laughs> you don't deserve it. <laughs> it makes me mad, too, because it was like, I know a lot of it is because the jurors acted like 
idiots and it was like a circus with them so and just yeah. like this could have been avoided and so if anybody out there is serving on a jury right now or you're going to serve on a jury in the future like don't meet up at a bar afterward and talk about the case <laughs> like don't be posting things about them being like a baby killer and stuff like that like keep that to yourself until after the trial and then you can have a free-for-all so yeah <laughs> but don't watch the news yeah well that's that um yeah so we've got a couple like i said we have some single shots coming out for Mm -hmm. our patrons and thank you again bennett for signing up and joining our posse yep and we'll have we're gonna we're gonna have some good episodes coming up and Mm then we should have some merch coming out we're aiming to have a few merchandise uh, available for sale for everyone by october 1st so yes tabitha's working hard on that, that. So, yes uh, yeah i need to work on that <laughs> well you're working hard in your mind it's the you're an, My art, mind. You're an artist you art, artistic <laughs> juices flowing you know a yes. couple more shots scribble <laughs> on some paper and we're done and never underestimate the power of procrastination because I know you and I <laughs> all through college, we would so like be like college. so behind on everything. And then the night before we're like, all right, let's whip this out. And it was great oh, work. Man. <laughs> I will never forget. It was when uh, you and I were living with Rachel and Clarissa. Yeah. And at the time, Rachel, Clarissa, and I think me too, were all working at Starbucks mm-hmm. on campus. And I had some massive paper due. I, I think it, I might have even been like a final paper. And I'd mm-hmm. been putting it off like all semester. And then I started on it like the day before. <laughs> and I was just like watching TV while doing it. And it was 7 a.m. when I finished. No, it was it was 6.30 when I was finishing it up. And at that time, both Clarissa and Rachel were like leaving for work. And I was still sitting there like watching TV <laughs> it i went to bed for 30 minutes and then i got up and went to school to turn it in <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do man and i got an a in that class yeah. so <laughs> yeah no i um senior year of college for me i was unhappy with my senior thesis for a class and that i obviously needed to graduate and i um, was like i hate this paper this is awful this is not the direction i wanted to go to and so the night before it was due i deleted it and completely rewrote it and stayed up all night oh my gosh (laughs) oh my god but i did get a good grade in that class i think i got an a (laughs) so you know i think i work best under pressure so those are gonna be great designs and (laughs) they're probably gonna be done on um august 30th (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you mean yeah. september 30th i don't know what month it is i thought it was That's september okay. i thought okay. it was september um yeah all right guys well good night stay, have a good night stay uh keep your keep your eyes woke for if you happen to see robert fisher out there and about so uh and if sure um you do see him and collect that 100k i think we get half of it from telling you about robert Finder fisher. so <laughs> um uh i'll take a check <laughs> take a check and be sure to follow us on instagram at crimes and cocktails follow our twitter crimes.cocktails you can email us at crimes.cocktails at gmail.com and you can add us on patreon.com crimes and cocktails and you can follow Katie at what is your Instagram name? 
Grays and stripes. <laughs> I, I, you've changed like three times, so you know, grays and stripes. And you can follow me on Instagram at tabitha.rays. So, hope to be your friend in the future, and you have a wonderful night. And we will catch you on the flip side. Bye.